Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Our guest today is Wynn Howard. He's the CEO of Asante Three Rivers Medical Center. And today we're going to discuss exploring the impact of employee culture and its influence on patient experience and safety. But before we jump into the heart of today's discussion, I want Wynn to tell us about his professional background and how he got into healthcare in the first place. Welcome, Wynn. Yeah. Hello. Thanks, Casey. Glad to be here. And I'm glad you asked me about how I got into healthcare. You know, actually, it was my mom that was really helpful with that. She was a cook at a small hospital in California. And after high school, I didn't know exactly what to do. And so she got me an appointment with an HR director at the hospital she worked at, who gave me two hours of his time going over all kinds of different career opportunities. I picked being an imaging technologist. So I got into healthcare as an imaging technologist, progressed my way through into different management positions, and then become vice president of operations in my current role as CEO at Asante Three Rivers uh, Medical Center uh, in 2009. So that's really how I got into healthcare. Tell us a little bit about Asante. Where is it located? And just a little bit about the size and scope of Asante Three Rivers Medical Center. Yeah. So Asante, we're in Southern Oregon. We are a small regional healthcare system comprised of three hospitals, about 30 different locations. We also have something called Asante Physician Partners, which is essentially the non-hospital arm of our organization. We're a nine-time Truven Top 15 Health System, uh, nine years in a row, um, where all of our hospitals are five-star hospitals. Three Rivers Medical Center is located in Grants Pass. We are a 125-bed level three trauma facility. Actually, we are the second busiest level three trauma facility in the state, actually. Very, very busy. We're also a five-star CMS hospital. Asante has about 6,100 employees and about 1,200 of those uh, work at Asante Three Rivers Medical Center. And I would assume it is quite beautiful geography out that way. Is that a safe assumption? Yeah, that's an excellent assumption. You know, we get to live in a place where people come to vacation. So we have the Rogue River that really goes right through the town. You know, it's a top uh, 10 um, rafting river and fishing river in the country. And then we are about as a bird flies about 45 minutes from the Pacific Ocean. It's about an hour and a half drive. It's just absolutely stunning uh, where we're located. That is very cool. Tell us first about, before we kind of get more into today's discussion, I want to know about the Asante Balance Scorecard. I know it's something that comes up a lot in some of the talks that you've given. Could you just inform our listeners as to some of its measures and the significance that the Asante balance scorecard has on the patient experience? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, it's something that we've really focused a lot of attention over the last decade is on our Asante strategic plan and our Asante uh, balance scorecard. You know, in a typical year, we have 10 to 12 measures, um, You know, when we look at our strategic plan, we have one area is build a fully integrated delivery system. Another area is provide 
affordable services to our patients. Another one is provide accessible service to our patients. The next area is provide the highest quality services, then build the team of the future. And then the lastly, become consumer friendly and improve uh, ease of access. We have a few measures that we're focusing on for 2022 that are going to be inpatient experience, outpatient experience, and also patient safety as an example. We also spend a lot of time understanding the importance of our workforce. We, we really understand how important our workforce is because we know we can't do all the things that we do. They are the heart and soul of our organization. And so we spend a lot of time focusing on them as well. So our balanced scorecard really t- tells us how well that we are able to drive the results of you know implementing our strategic plan. And um, every year uh, we update our balance scorecard and, and, and we look at our results on a monthly basis. And essentially the balance scorecard at the system level and it goes to the entity level and then it goes to, uh, it just kind of gets way down through the organization. So from your perspective, why does patient and employee engagement matter so much these days? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, if you think about the last... Um, Gosh, almost two years. It's been a really challenging time in our country in so many different ways. And we all know how important, as I've said before, how important employee engagement is. And we know how important um, patient experience is. And we know that highly dedicated and engaged workforce matters. Looking at this, this last period of, you know, almost two years as we've gone through all the challenging times that we've gone through, there's been a lot of pressure on our employees and a lot of challenges, you know, in our, in our country, significant challenge. So how do we make those connections between the engagement of our employees? Because they're the ones that really have the most interaction with our patients and our family members. And, and it's extremely important that we work with them. We listen to them. We connect with them. We share with them. We communicate with them as they're connecting, sharing, communicating, and working with patients and patient family members. And and so there's just this complete connection between all we do and communication is very key to that. And how we can be successful is going to be how well we communicate with one another. Emotional health and well-being of employees. I'm sure it is something that is always on the top of your mind and agenda as the CEO. Can you tell us a little bit about you know, what kind of impact does the emotional health and well-being of employees actually have on the patient experience? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a lot of connection there. And I'll tell you that um, recently I was doing some rounding within the hospital and I happened to talk with a couple of different nurses and one had been a nurse for, she was telling me, and I've seen her for a long time, for over 20 years. And she kind of broke down um, in the hallway with me into tears. I've never seen this person cry ever. She's very, she wants to pride herself on being very strong and very tough and, you know, nothing can break through, but she was sharing with me how the last, you know, 18 months or so, how difficult it has been. And I asked her about, could you tell me why a little bit more? And, you know, first there's a part about wearing a mask for 
12 or 13 hours, right? And and then all the different PPE and things like that. Because her her unit is the one of the primary COVID units and it's been that way from day one. And and so she was also sharing with me really from a well-being perspective that it's been really difficult because she's never been treated so poorly by many patients and family members as she has been in this last, you know, year and a half. And and um, she just said it's been extremely extremely hard. And so we had a wonderful chat. And then one of the things I do is a lot of employee town halls and listening sessions. And I, you know, talked a little bit about that in, in, in one of the sessions. And what I, what I, it was a real reminder for me is how we take care of the well-being of our people and making sure that they're okay. And do we give them the opportunity to to really check to see how well they're doing. Are we offering some resilience training or are we offering something for them to have other connections, uh, whether work or outside of the work or whatever. That particular day when I was rounding, I encountered multiple people that just opened up with me how difficult that was for them. It really broke my heart. I went back to my office and I'm like, am I doing enough for our people? Am I doing enough for my team? And um, I had to really look in the mirror and evaluate that because we can't underestimate the impact that this last couple of years has had on our workforce. Um, and really just about any role that you have. But I think in healthcare, um, it's been extremely challenging. And that's why you're seeing uh, a lot of people leave the industry. Um, we're, we're all experiencing across our country high turnover rates. And I think it's because there's a lot of concern about people's and our, how well are they being taken care of. I think we can't underestimate the impact the last couple of years has had on our employees. And I think we have to understand, we've heard about the healthcare great resignation and people leaving. We have to understand, are we doing all we can for the well-being of our teams? Are we doing enough? Are we connecting with them? Are we providing opportunities to check in on their well-being? What are the different things that we're doing? And this is this is the time we have to step up and take care of our people. And you did mention the town hall meetings, and I wanted to ask about that. I did have it on my notes here to ask you about that. So how did the idea come about to conduct town hall meetings with your staff? And how do those sessions typically go? Yeah, that's a great question. And so, you know, when I first took over the role as a CEO at Asante Three Rivers Medical Center, our organizational quality and safety, financial results, and culture really weren't up to the Asante standards. Uh, we had been in the bottom quartile in almost every category, and we needed to make a change. One of the first things I did is I had a meeting with all the leaders and solicited their feedback. It was a very humbling experience. I also connected with a gentleman in Ohio who um, I had read about, who was a CEO of a hospital there that had been a Fortune 100 employer four years in a row. And uh, as you probably know, you know, over 10,000 organizations across the country apply to be a top company, and there aren't many healthcare organizations that make it, and this particular organization had made it four years in a row. And so I connected with him. One of his ideas was to, to me was do town halls. And so um, I started implementing town halls, which was quite frankly scary for me. Uh, I think it was probably more scared than our employees were. And they were a little rough in the beginning. But over the years, 
the, the town halls have improved uh, dramatically. And one of the things that we did was we started out all amazing meal town halls. We have an exec that is just uh, second to none. And then a few years ago, when we trained to uh, PRC, we started using voice clips from the patient surveys uh, in the town hall meetings. We would have a mix of some good and that some that had opportunities for improvement. And one of the things I noticed when I would play these live voice clips from the surveys, people would lean in. They would lean forward. You could watch them really checking in. What we would do was we'd play the voice clips, and then we would have the words coming down the screen so they could both see the words and hear the words. And it was extremely powerful and draw drew people. People in. So during the pandemic, I have had to switch to virtual sessions, which aren't quite as impactful as doing live sessions. And people don't have the opportunity to have the, the meals, but we will continue to do town halls. They make a difference. And they, they come up in every year's employee opinion survey. People make comments. When can you tell us what are some of the ways that organizations and institutions can cultivate an excellent patient experience through a strong patient safety culture? Yeah, that's a great question, Casey. And, you know, I've, I've always felt that a strong patient safety culture is a key component to hospital success or any organizational success. And, you know, when I think about culture of, you know, patient safety, patient experience, and, and all that, I always go back to really thinking about employee engagement and the things that we need to do to ensure that we are engaging with our employees. And so, one of the things that we've done over a number of years is we've done senior leader rounding here at Asante. It's really important to us. And that's where, you know, the executive team members connect with our employees across the organization, specifically the way we've implemented that for the most part at Three Rivers is through staff meetings. So we attend staff meetings and we have some messages that we share with the staff. We also open it up for time for questions. You know, we ask people if they have questions of us or comments, concerns, or any suggestions that they may have. And so and the next thing that we do from a cascading perspective is we do leader rounding. And that's where a leader of a particular area then rounds on their employees of their units at some frequencies, meeting one-on-one -on -one with them. It's not necessarily in a group setting. It's a one-on-one, -on -one, partly to check on how they're doing in their work environment. And then how are they doing as an individual team member, making that personal connection with them. What we've seen is it's very, very important that the leader has a strong connection uh, with their employees. And so, and, you know, as we've learned over the years, the, the higher uh, the leader connection is, or an index that we call it, uh, the performance of the organization is typically higher. So senior leaders set the example to do senior leader rounding, and then we expect that our leaders do rounding with our employees. And what we've seen is that that really helps um, the relationships that the employees have with their leaders, and um, it builds trust and respect, communication skills, are, are typically in a, in a better place. And there's, there's more openness to discussing issues and solutions when there is an element of trust in the organization. 
And when I have done a little homework on you and your leadership style, so I want you to just tell us a little bit about the unique way that you deliver thank you notes, because I've heard some rumors afloat that um, you may have sent them to not only the staff, but their parents as well. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, and I had a great mentor many years ago that encouraged me to write thank you notes and try to write them every day. I can't say that I write them every day, but I can say that I I, I strive to send out 350, thank you notes every year. And typically what I try to do is if an employee is mentioned in one of our patient surveys in a positive way, then I will send a note to their home thanking them specifically for what the what they did for this patient, for the patient to be able to write something and specifically name them by name. I think out of respect to our employees, the least I can do is recognize them for that. This last couple of years, I wanted to do something a little bit different. So for a handful of my direct reports, I actually wrote a thank you letter of gratitude to their parents. And um, now there took a little bit of detective work to track down their, where their parents lived and, and all that, because some of them lived all over the country. But I, I wrote a thank you letter to the parents of some of my direct reports. And I will tell you, it was, it was an unbelievable experience. It didn't take me that long to do it. It took my assistant more to get their addresses than it did for me to write the letter. But some of the feedback I got from my direct reports were were just simply amazing. It was just the most heartwarming experience. Essentially cost me nothing, but it it really showed how much I appreciated and valued them. And the parents were, some of their parents broke down in tears when they um, shared the letters with their children about, they didn't even know some of the things that their kids were doing and 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 how amazing their children were. It was, it was a wonderful experience. That is really, really cool and unique. Had to definitely ask about that. Is there any more lessons you learned from the way your organization responded to the pandemic that you wanted to share with us? Anything else you wanted to say COVID related? Yeah, I would say, you know, in the early parts of COVID, I was pretty visible when we had the first couple of COVID patients. I mean, I was in there at night over the weekend um, in there quite a bit. And then there was a period of time during the pandemic where I was mainly in my office and not as visible in the hospital that I should have been. And then I had to rectify that. So a lesson learned for me is as senior leaders or even any level of leadership, we need to be visible. We need to be out with our people. We need to be connecting with them. We need to be checking on them. And uh, they want to see us. They want to hear from us. I mean, I did a lot of virtual town halls, many, many, like dozens of virtual sessions, but there's nothing like getting out and seeing them and connecting with them checking on them. And it could, it's not only just the staff, there's also many physicians that need that as well. So I think we can't just sit in our offices and think that we can communicate via screen. We have to be out and we have to be in the hallways. We have to be out with our people making those connections with them as much as we can. 
This has just been great. Wynne Howard, the CEO of Asante Three Rivers Medical Center, has been our guest today on Healthcare Experience Matters. And I just want to ask him if he has anything else valuable he would like to share with our listeners and audience or any other final thoughts before we work towards wrapping up. Yeah, I would say take time to show gratitude towards your teams. And one of the things that I learned during this last you know, year was we all hear about the nurses and the doctors or, you know, more the frontline staff. But one of the things that I learned was there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. There's a lot of activity that goes on behind the scenes in an organization to make things happen. So don't forget about those people. Examples would be many organizations like ours, we had to find different sources for different supplies, which means our accounting people had to set up in our you know, systems for accounts payable, new vendors. And um, you know, our materials management teams had to do, do things differently. So show gratitude for everybody on your team because it takes a village to take care of our communities and to take care of our patients And don't forget about those people behind the scenes because they're equally as important to the success of your organization. And remember to show them gratitude and remember to take care of yourself because you, as leaders, we can't take care of our our teams if we don't take care of ourselves. One of the things I did over this last year is I made a goal to do 40 hikes Uh, this year. And I'm happy to say I've done over 50, but we need to remember to take care of ourselves and, and be there strong for our teams. And so wishing everyone a wonderful holiday season. And uh, I've really appreciated my time with you today, Casey. Wayne Howard, CEO of Asante Three Rivers Medical Center. And we've been discussing exploring the impact of employee culture and its influence on patient experience and safety on this latest episode of the Healthcare Experience Matters podcast. Thank you again, Wynn, for your time. That was was great. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.